Are you looking for the best news in talk radio in Pensacola? Then tune in to News Radio Pensacola. We're your source for the latest news, weather, and traffic, as well as in-depth interviews with local and national leaders. We also have the best talk radio lineup in town with hosts that are passionate about the issues that matter to you. So whether you're looking to stay informed or just want to hear some great conversation, News Radio Pensacola is the place for you. News Radio Pensacola. Informative. Local. Dependable. Good morning, Pensacola. Andrew McKay and the Pensacola Morning News starts right now. and Representative Rudman and Drotty and 111 other representatives brought the House version to an almost unanimous vote in favor of citizen recall in all counties and still the Senate refused to touch it. This is uh, Chance John Meyer, one of the uh, advocates for the Recall Florida, getting the ability to recall county commissioners. It's important about this topic to understand that the ability to recall county commissioners on a vote uh, by the people is not because you disagree with their policy or because they're they're big fat meanies or something like that. It's for specific acts of misbehavior uh, that the governor is not willing to act on or doesn't, you know, because the governor can remove somebody too. But this is to give the people the ability to, to remove them. So if you think that the recall Florida is all about, well, you know, they said they're going to do one thing, and then in their first year or two on the board, they'd start doing totally different things. This does not give you that power. Uh, it's very specific kinds of misbehavior. Nevertheless, something that's got widespread support, and yet... Who spoke against it? We were astonished to find it was lobbyists representing the supervisor of elections, property appraisers, court clerks and comptrollers, all administrative offices created to care for Florida citizens. Was it that alone or was it the words of a local county commissioner who traveled to Tallahassee and indirectly threatened the senator's seats? Who? <laughs> Who's that? I didn't know. Well, so uh, Renee John Meyer, uh, I'm 95 percent sure it's Chance's wife. Uh, pardon me if I get that one wrong, but uh, gets up there and says, "Oh, you didn't know about the county commissioner going over to Tallahassee to throw his weight around." I say that in air quotes because his weight may not be what he thinks it is. Um, there was a um, county commissioner mentioned. Um, that county commissioner that lobbied against recall was James Calkins, and I really hope that that I really I really hope that I, I could not tell if the crowd applause was for him or for her outing him. It's weird to imagine that that might have been like supporters of his because I think they said "Go James" in the background. I'm like, are you? Okay, anyway, go on, go on, Chance. Or, sorry, go on, Renee. That um, he stands for what he claims he stands for, and that's to be someone who follows the Constitution, and that um, this go around, that instead of impeding the process, that he be helpful in it. Thank you. 
Okay, so I'm guessing the applause is for her because there were a lot of uh, pro recall folks there at the uh, Santa Rosa County uh, Legislative Delegation meeting. Uh, I, you know, I'm, I'm I'm getting to finally all of it <laughs> eventually. There's just so much in these meetings, and I can't spend the whole day just recapping that one thing. So I'm trying to throw these things in here when we have a chance. Um, Kate Holland, interestingly, came over from uh, from Walton County to warn us about some of the stuff going on in her county relevant to the recall initiative, which, again, I cannot for the life of me figure out why James Calkins would be against recall for malfeasance. Like, who could be against that? I could see people taking a position against recall for policy, you know, especially since he's had some pretty spectacularly unpopular things and also some very popular things. Don't don't get me wrong, both. Um, but, you know, why would you be against recall for misbehavior? I don't understand that. But anyway, Kate Holland said this. I moved here from England five years ago for a better life for my family. What is happening currently in America is scary on all levels. Um, Wait and find out what she means. Because <laughs> there's all different kinds of ways you could interpret that. That's a political Rorschach comment. Like, anybody can put their frustrations into that comment, right? What's the specifics she's intending? I came here in good faith. I applied for a visa. I did everything the correct way. I've been treated worse than people who came here the wrong way. And it's appalling. I could stand here and go on for the whole five years that I've been here, but I'm not going to do that. My case of harassment and corruption within my own county is scary. And she says... But what I would say to you three members sat there, this recall bill is needed for our country. People should be answerable for their position. If you're a doctor, you're answerable. If I'm in my restaurant and I send out food, I'm answerable. Things have to change, and we, the people, need to take charge of what is going on. It's not acceptable. Like, what, so I'll tell you this. I support recall. I, I, it, I mean, it seems very low threshold to me in, in this sense. I don't think it's going to solve the problems that people think it's going to solve. Because all it does is give you the power to recall corrupt county commissioners, and which is a power that charter counties have, and non-charter counties like Escambia and Santa Rosa don't have. And so... I don't know how often that's going to come into play. Again, when it's bad enough, you can justify the recall, but not bad enough that the governor just gets involved. Because, you know, the governor's gotten involved before, <laughs> especially in Escambia County a long time ago. But anyway, so she says um, the problem is basically arrogance and corruption in the county commission. I was at a meeting. This is in Walton County again, not here. I was at a meeting yesterday, and the response to one of the questions was, well, I'm in here for three and a half more years, and you won't get me out. That is not what the community want. Yeah, that's not a good answer to that question. <laughs> There's no question to which that's a good answer. 616 on News Radio 92.3. But like I said, I just don't, I know the advocates are big on it, and I, of course, support it. Again, I don't have any earthly idea why James Calkins would be against it so that he would go act against it in Tallahassee. And I've confirmed that from other people said the same thing. Um, but still, you know, it doesn't seem like, I, to me, it doesn't seem like it's going to solve the things that probably the advocates really think it's going to solve. 617, Jake's got traffic on the fives for us. Jake? Well, I'm in here for the next three hours, and you're not going to get me out because I'm doing traffic. Um, five. Yeah, five, well, yeah, five now, yeah. Um, I almost forgot. Uh, Highway 98 uh, in Gulf Reason, Navarre is looking good so far. Highway 90 in Milton and Pace. I-10 and 110 checking in clear. 
Gulf Beach Highway is looking good. No delays on Burgess or Olive. If you have any traffic info to report, text us at 437-1620. This is News Radio 92.3, informative, local, dependable. Yeah, by the way, you did a good job on Pep Talk yesterday. So Thank you, well sir. Done. Thank you, sir. Yep, filling in this week. There you go. Uh, you know, if you've got a nice import, a Porsche, Mercedes, a Genesis, Audi, Jaguar, a BMW, a Lexus, these are cars that you pay extra to get because, you know, you think it's worth it. Uh, you might think you have to pay extra to have them serviced at the dealership, and that is not true. Uh, you can have them serviced at uh, anybody who is uh, qualified for it, and certainly Bobby Likas is. They work on those cars all the time. And if you bought your car in Destin or you bought your bar, a car in Mobile or Panama City or wherever you bought it, you know, New Orleans, for goodness sakes, uh, you don't have to take it back there or to another dealership like that. You can take it to Bobby Likas and have him work on it. No problem. Uh, they also work on the diesel engines. That's something that not everybody you know is super good at, but they work on those all the time. And anything else. I mean, like sometimes I can make it sound like, well, they, do they work on just an ordinary gas sedan made in America? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, they work on those. That's no problem. But whatever it is, take it to them. Their goal is they do want to see you more often for the smaller stuff so that they don't have to see you unexpectedly for the big stuff it's called preventative maintenance like that's the idea like you go in to have your doctor look at your body you go in to have the mechanic look at your car bobby like they'll check it over make sure that you know nothing bad is about to sneak up on you which is what you want to avoid uh bobby like auto service right here on davis highway is your house making you sick? Learn about the hazards lurking in your home that can affect your health due to high humidity levels and excess moisture. High humidity levels and excess moisture inside the home are the leading cause of insect infestation, mold, mildew, musty odors, and fungi, which can result in making you sick. Condensations on windows and vents, blistering or peeling paint, and cupping of hardwood floors are all signs of high humidity levels and excess moisture. Learn more tomorrow at 9 on Pep Talk with Lisa Murphy from Southern Climate Solutions. Jesse Kelly here. Do you feel protected? My personal protection plan is owning gold. The Oxford Gold Group helps you buy gold to have on hand or convert it into your 401k. If things get weird, I have gold on hand. I like that. You can buy coins or convert part of your 401k with the Oxford Gold Group. It's easy and safe. 833-995-GOLD. That's 833-995-GOLD. 833-995-G-O-L-D. Deep climbing. Picked off. He brought it down with one hand. Got it. Goes down. Sack. This is your home for FSU football. Watch in deep downfield. Caught. Touchdown. FSU. Rolling to his left. They're going to throw. End zone. Picked off. Game over. Catch live coverage of the Seminoles all season long. Right here on your home for Florida State football. Listen to FSU football on News Radio 92.3 AM 1620. Brought to you by Pensacola Hardware. It's open enrollment time for health insurance. Have you signed up? Do you know where? Whether you currently have coverage or not, there are some important things you need to know. Have you signed up? Do you know where? Get your questions answered. Tune in today at 10 as Chad McHugh from Affiliated Insurance joins the Pensacola Expert Panel so you can get the facts and the latest information on health care. The Pensacola Expert Panel, 9 to 11 weekdays on News Radio 92.3 AM 1620. Obi-Wan never told you what happened to your father. He told me enough. He told me you killed him. No. I am your father.
CBS News' latest polling shows former President Trump has the edge over President Biden with 51 percent of the vote. Meanwhile, another poll over the weekend showed troubling signs for Biden. Trump is leading Biden in five of six key battleground states. Those states were won by the president in 2020. Yeah, this is a really great contrast of information. And no, I'm not making a comparison between Darth Vader and Donald Trump. Uh, <laughs> it's just unrelated. Uh, but it's a very... This, to me, helps to encapsulate the... Uh, what's the word I want? Stupidity of uh, most news broadcasts in this country. Because, for example, how many times have you heard that, you know, Trump is ahead by this much over Biden or Biden is ahead by this much over Trump or they're neck and neck or whatever in a national popularity contest. You might call it a poll. Okay, I ask you this question only because I know that most of you know the right answer. Is the national popular vote the way we pick a president? (laughs) It's not. Unless a bunch of more states join the national popular vote compact, which is not going to happen. Uh, at least not anytime soon. The national popular vote means nothing. Nothing. Donald Trump could win the national popular vote by 50 million votes, and if he doesn't win the Electoral College, he's not reelected. Joe Biden could win the national popular vote by 50 million votes, and if he doesn't win the Electoral College, he won't get reelected. The only thing that matters is the Electoral College. Therefore, the only thing that matters is what are the swing states doing? And so this ongoing, the reason they do national popularity contest polling is because it's easy to do. It's cheap. All you got to do is find 1,500 people across the whole country who answer their phones, and then you got you to poll. If you're going to do polling in the six battleground states, now you got to do like 9,000 people. 1,500 times 6. 1,500 is the statistical threshold you want to get to significance. I mean, sometimes they'll do it with 1,000, but 1,500 is really the gold standard. Um, And, you know, it's hard to do, and then it's, you know, nuanced to explain, and it's a long news story. And So they just do national popularity contests, the national polling, which don't mean anything. Because whether one of them is ahead or behind by a certain margin nationally, even if it's a large margin, is completely irrelevant to the real issue, which is what are they doing in the swing states? And so... You have this, um, you know, this new polling that comes out that says that uh, basically in five of the key swing states, okay, you got Nevada, Arizona, Georgia, Michigan, and Pennsylvania, where Trump is leading Biden by four to ten points. Only in Pennsylvania, where he leads by four, is with is it within the margin of error of less than five? And in Wisconsin, Biden's winning, but by two points, also well within the margin of error. That means if the election were had right now and these poll numbers turned out to be statistically relevant and significant, Trump wins easily is what this means. But there's another problem with this, and this is another part that the, you know they don't say often enough. Oh, my God, we're nowhere close to this election. We're still a year away, and we are still, what, two months away from even starting to have the Iowa caucuses and New Hampshire and South Carolina and Michigan and Super Tuesdays months away. I mean, people are talking like it's going to be Trump when there hasn't been a vote cast yet. And maybe it will be. But this is kind of like the scrambling to make news out of scarce information ahead of time. Why? Because people care. But the fact that people care a lot about who's going to become president in a year and two months in January of 2025 um, does not justify 
the level of coverage of scarce facts and misunderstood facts about this particular race. So this is me griping about the coverage in my own media and saying, um, shh, <laughs> just stop it. But nevertheless, of all the news stories out there, this is a pretty significant one in the sense that it shows that if the election were had today and these numbers held up, Trump would win handily over Biden. Four, three, seven, sixteen, twenty. Neither of whom is officially the nominee yet of their own party. I mean, sure, you got David Axelrod saying he thinks that Biden ought to consider dropping out because he can't win. David Axelrod. I mean, you know, Biden might not even run. Who knows? Who knows what can happen? Trump might not even run. Who knows? Six twenty six News Radio ninety two three. Jake's got traffic for us. Jake. Quarry Station is backed up onto New Warrington this morning. Uh, that seems to be our only slowdown so far. Uh, 98 is looking good. I-10 and I-110 checking in clear, and Highway 90 through Milton and Pace is flowing. This traffic report is brought to you by Coastal Machinery. Coastal Machinery Company with over 40 years in the business, locations in Pensacola and Crestview. If you have traffic info to report, text 437-1620. This is News Radio 92.3, informative, local, dependable. Thanks so much, Jake. David Wayne's in the newsroom with our headlines. David? The mother of a child that was killed in last year's mass shooting at Robb Elementary School is on the ballot today running for the mayor of Uvalde, Texas. Kimberly Mata Rubio's daughter Lexi was among the 21 killed in that shooting. Thousands of people gathered in New York last night for an event dubbed United for Israel. It marked 30 days since the attacks on October 7th. And uh, apparently a hungry bear being blamed for uh, ruining a Florida family's dinner, Andrew. No, it didn't happen in Navarre, though. Yeah. Uh, it was actually over in the Orlando area. The family ordered their dinner through Uber Eats. They ordered some Taco Bell. The app said it was delivered, but alas, it was nowhere to be found. So they turned to their doorbell camera, which shows the driver dropping off the food. And then mm-hmm. a hungry black bear <laughs> coming into view taking the food, wandering off. Uh, the family says it didn't even leave them a soda. <laughs> That's why I don't deliver food anymore, especially at night around I, Navarre. <laughs> I, I, I feel like like right in the middle of that story, like if you had gone into Dr. Seussian rhyming, it would you were almost there, it felt like. like that would I was make getting great close. Yeah. Seuss-esque. yeah, all right. I'll have yeah, to work so, on that. For- well, I mean, you can't begrudge him. He's, he's just, you know. Making a break for the border. But what was uh, there? A big black bear. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. Nice. Yeah. Eight, uh, 628 here on News Radio 923. David, thanks so much for the update. Um, you have a court case that's going to be in the Supreme Court today. They're going to hear a court case having to do with uh, gun rights and red flag laws. And I will we've I've talked with you briefly about this before, but it's still important to get a bit of a refresher because this is one of those cases where I have a hard time imagining who are the people who think that this particular deprivation of gun ownership is a bad case. This is a crazy case. Let me tell you, um, there was a protective order for civil, a civil protective order in 2020 against the guy who's claiming he should be allowed to own a gun at the Supreme Court uh, in a state court in Texas, stemming from a December 2019 incident in a parking lot in which Rahimi, that's the plaintiff here, uh, dragged his then-girlfriend, who was the mother of his child, back to his car when she tried to leave after an argument. Pushed her inside the car, she hit her head on the dashboard, and when he realized that someone had witnessed the incident, he fired a gun at the bystander. The civil protective order entered in Texas state court bar- barred him from committing further violence. It also prohibited him from going within 200 yards of the woman's home, workplace, harassing the woman or her family, and having a gun. He was soon thereafter arrested again for violating the restraining order and charged with using a gun to threaten another woman. In December of 20 and January of 21, while the civil protective order was still in effect, 
Rahimi was involved in five shootings. Five. One, two, three, four, five. Five shootings, including one incident in which he was involved in a car accident and shot at the driver of the other car, and another in which he fired into the air after his friend's credit card was declined at a fast food restaurant. When police identified him as a suspect in the shootings and obtained a warrant to search his home, they found a rifle and a pistol, and because of civil protective order, explicitly, you don't think it needs to be all that explicit, barred him from having a gun, he was indicted on charges that he had violated the section of the law. And he's the guy that they're suing to the Supreme Court level to give him the right to own a gun against red flag laws. If we can't stop that guy from owning a gun, we can't stop anybody from owning a gun. And the argument here is going to be that after the Brun decision in the Supreme Court, you have to show a historical precedent for enacting the law that you enact to limit gun rights. And of course, there is none since red flag laws haven't existed until recently. Now, the defense here is going to be that there's a similar authority being enacted here, but that's the basis of the case at the Supreme Court today. I'm Gianna Gelosi. It is Election Day. Mississippi Governor Tate Reeves and Kentucky Governor Andy Bashir both looking for another term on the East Coast. New Jersey Democrats are vying to keep control of both legislative chambers. 120 seats up for grabs there. Fox's Alexandria Hoff, Governor Glenn Youngkin of Virginia, hoping for a GOP sweep. All 140 seats in Virginia's General Assembly are up for the taking. We do expect to win Election Day, but we need to show up strong in order to hold our house and flip our Senate. Yunkin on Fox's Hannity, a trifecta has not been had in a decade. In Ohio, a ballot question will allow voters to decide if abortion should be protected in the state constitution. An overseas Israeli Prime Minister Benjamin Netanyahu saying Israel might oversee Gaza for an indefinite period after the war. The Gaza Health Ministry saying more than 10,000 Palestinians have been killed. America's listening to Fox News. Good morning, 631 at News Radio 923. I'm David Wayne. Right now, it is mostly clear skies. We've got 57 degrees here in Pensacola today. That five year old girl that was the subject of an Amber Alert yesterday was found safe within an hour of being taken. The girl was sitting in a Jeep outside of a home in the Bellevue neighborhood when the Escambia Sheriff's Office says somebody got behind the wheel of the vehicle and drove away. A suspect was quickly identified as 23-year-old Miracle Anderson. The vehicle was found shortly after at Woodsy's Bar on Mobile Highway. Anderson was not there. We had probably 50 to 60 deputies and Pensacola police officers in the area. We saw the car um, in the back of a, uh, a bar back off of Mobile Highway. We went inside there. Uh, obviously, the girl was, was left inside the car. She wanted to go to her mom. The only way I thought that we can do it quickly is to go ahead and take her there myself. So I, I knew that if I was the parent of a child that had been missing for about an hour now, I'd want that child as quickly as I could. And Simmons, uh, Sheriff Chip Simmons there, he returned that girl to her mother. The mother had just been talking with Channel 3. I will give you whatever you want. I'll give you all the money you want. Just give it back. They found, they they found, found her. Where's she at? And Simmons says that girl was not hurt. She was excited to get back home, even giving him directions to get to the house. The search continues today for Miracle Anderson. If you have any information on her whereabouts, you should contact the sheriff's office or call Crime Stoppers. Pensacola police say they've now made an arrest after a gun was accidentally fired during a fight inside the Eden Cabaret strip club over the weekend yeah that happened at around one yesterday morning cops allege 33 year old kenneth weathers
got into a fight with someone inside the club and pistol whipped him, which led to the discharge. Nobody was hit when the gun went off. Weathers is now facing several charges, including aggravated battery and possession of a weapon by a convicted felon. He was released from jail after posting $47,000 bond. Joe Ford, News Radio 92.3. Thank you very much, Joe. Grief counselors were on hand yesterday at Pace High School. This is after a fatal ATV crash that happened over the weekend. FHP troopers say a 17-year-old student at the school was killed after losing control of an ATV on Little Creek Road. It, it hurts. It's a loss. Uh, we not only grieve for the school community, but we also grieve alongside that family. Um, you know, any parent, you can't fathom losing a, a child, losing a loved one. So we, we definitely want to do what we can to rally around this family and rally around that school community. Dr. Tanya Shepard with the Santa Rosa School District. She talked with Channel 3 and two other girls, a 16-year-old and an 11-year-old, were riding the ATV and were seriously injured in that crash. Congressman Matt Gates says not so fast to the National Park Service. Unfortunately, federal bureaucrats at the Department of Interior are trying to impose a commercial services strategy that will put our mom and pop businesses out of business, that will limit the enjoyment of Crab Island, and it won't do anything to make people safer. And uh, Matt Gates, there he announced yesterday his amendment to the Department of Interior spending bill had passed, meaning that floating businesses and vendors at Crab Island will not be forced to move their operations to deeper waters outside of federal waters. The National Park Service had proposed that change out of a concern for accidents, damaged seagrass beds, and diminished water quality. 635 right now, News Radio 923. Let's get a look at our traffic on the fives with Jake. Okay, keep your text updates coming in, folks. This is really helping me out here. Uh, Corey Station is backed up onto New Warrington. Um, also, uh, NES Whitingfield front gate traffic uh, backed up to the turn lane on uh, 87. They say it's about a 15 to 20 minute delay there. Uh, otherwise, 98's looking okay so far, and uh, I-10 and I-110 checking in clear. This traffic report is brought to you by Barberry Plumbing. When it's time to call a plumber, call the best of the Bay winner, Barberry Plumbing, at 477-8782. If you have traffic info to report, text 437-1620. This is News Radio 92.3, informative, local, dependable. Beautiful day today with mostly sunny skies, high near 80 degrees. Overnight tonight, temperatures dropping near 62 degrees. We will have another beautiful day for Wednesday with sunshine, 80 degrees for your high. Wednesday night, temperatures dropping near 63. For Thursday, we will have a few clouds, a small chance of a stray shower, high near 79. Thursday night, temperatures dropping near 66. This is Brooke Richardson from the First Morning Weather Center. And it's 57 in Pensacola, 58 in Gulf Breeze, and 51 in Milton. Our next news at 7. Breaking news anytime. I'm David Wayne, News Radio 92.3, informative, local, dependable. I'm Jennifer Koshenko with your Money Now. Intel is the leading candidate to potentially receive billions of dollars in government funding for secure facilities producing microchips for U.S. military and intelligence applications. The Wall Street Journal says the facilities, which have yet to be disclosed publicly, would be explicitly designed as a secure enclave. And the goal is to reduce the U.S.'s military dependence on chips imported from East Asia, particularly Taiwan, which some say is vulnerable to Chinese invasion. 
The Biden administration is investing more than $653 million to fund port projects with the goal of improving U.S. supply chain reliability. The projects will focus on 41 ports nationwide, including the ports in Long Beach, Milwaukee, and Newark. Administration officials in announcing the funding say there's been a more than 90 percent decrease in the number of container ships waiting at U.S. ports since when President Biden initially took office, which was amid the supply chain issues during the pandemic. Your money now. Our generation didn't wear bike helmets. We drank from the hose, rode in cars without seat belts, did things that are unthinkable today. But we're not invincible. These days we have doctor's appointments, multiple medications, and chronic conditions to manage. Fortunately, there's Teladoc Health. Teladoc Health brings together all of your health care into one program, including everything from primary care to chronic care management. Learn more at teladochealth.com. That's T-E-L-A-D-O-C health.com. Finding great candidates to hire can be like, well, trying to find a needle in a haystack, but not with ZipRecruiter. Its powerful technology actively finds and invites qualified candidates to apply to your job. So while other companies might deliver a lot of hay, ZipRecruiter finds you the needle in the haystack. See why four out of five employers who post a job on ZipRecruiter get a quality candidate within the first day. Try ZipRecruiter for free at ZipRecruiter.com slash free. That's ZipRecruiter.com slash free. Rumors of Fleetwood Mac, the world's finest tribute to Fleetwood Mac, returns to the stage in 2023. A brand new show celebrating the very best of Fleetwood Mac. A unique opportunity for fans both old and new to rediscover the songs and performances that have ensured Fleetwood Mac's place as one of the most loved groups of all time. Personally endorsed by Fleetwood Mac founding member Mick Fleetwood. Live at Pensacola Sanger Theater on November 22nd. The ultimate tribute to Fleetwood Mac. Tickets are on sale now from Ticketmaster.com. In a world of payroll and HR services, things can get complicated. There are so many moving parts in business. At Avalon HR, we understand and we have your back. Join us on the Pensacola Expert Panel as we guide you through the complicated world of payroll and HR services. Running a business is busy work. Allow Avalon HR to work with you. Join us tomorrow on the Pensacola Expert Panel at 10. The Pensacola Expert Panel, 9 to 11 weekdays on News Radio 92.3 AM 1620. War breaks out between Israel and Hamas. Starting with our top three stories today, the latest in Israel is Hamas released two hostages. A militant couple who was in Israel when the Hamas attacks began has arrived back home safely. When we were leaving, Governor DeSantis says it's important to stand with Israel. Most of the deaths of our own servicemen. We're pursuing every avenue to bring their loved ones home. I got to give the president credit for keeping you informed with a local emphasis. News Radio 92.3. 92.3. Informative. Local. Mr. Wright, for the record, I recall I did replay, I think you'll recall that I did play nights in the sandbox for flood defenders for quite a while until staff held meetings with opposing developer engineers outside the sunshine regarding LDC technical standards and failed to show me the same respect I shared. Those meetings resulted in proposed land development revisions to exclude NOAA Atlas 14 after it had been in the code since March and after a Channel 3 August 22 interview that said it was going to be in there. 
I felt it necessary to change advocacy tactics to bring the light to what appeared to be hidden from the public because your ears were already closed. All right, this is Chris Kerb. He is a flood defender's uh, lobbyist operating in Escambia in Santa Rosa County, longtime employee of Escambia County in the flood, flooding era stormwater mitigation. That's his uh, his past, and now he's advocating for, uh, you know, the uh, flood defenders. Um, there's been quite a bit of tension between him and uh, uh, the employees in Santa Rosa County staff and, and also between him and Colton Wright, the chairman, former chairman, uh, it's going to be of the Santa Rosa County Commission. Um, I wanted to start with this when we talked to Devan Cook, the uh, Santa Rosa County Administrator, because I just want to get the facts in this and I don't feel like I have them and I want to make sure that I do have them going forward. Devan Cook is the Santa Rosa County Administrator. Uh, he joins us every Tuesday after they have the Monday committee meetings. Uh, Devan, welcome back to the Pensacola Morning News, sir. Good morning, Andrew. Good morning. So I know at least one part of what he said is sort of not relevant because there's no obligation for sunshine uh, one way or the other when staff meet with people. They meet with people all the time. And individual commissioners meeting with people, there's no – or you meeting with somebody. There's no sunshine requirements there. So that's kind of a uh, out-of-bounds sort of comment. But this NOAA Atlas 14 business and using the current rainfall data versus old rainfall data on which to base our standards, what defines a 25, 50, 100, 500-year flood – I don't feel like I really understood it as many hours as I've heard people talk about it. So what is what is really going on here? What is the standard and why is all this fighting going on over which standard we're using? Can you explain? I'll try to to do it briefly. It's a little bit of a uh, complicated story, but I'm sure uh, Santa Rosa County back in the 90s uh, chose to increase our stormwater requirements for stormwater holding ponds from it, initially, there was none. It went. We went to ten year. Then we went to twenty five. Then we went to a one hundred year uh, storm requirement for holding ponds, and that's uh, significant because um, neighboring counties are like at twenty five. So we already have a much greater requirement for our stormwater capacity in holding ponds. The <clears throat> and, and I remember, by the way, I think the, the presentations that Brad Baker has given on this over the couple of meetings and your uh, uh, your engineer, very useful for understanding that, you know, some subdivisions are built to a higher standard because gradually over time we improve the standard. And so, you know, the subdivisions that have had the flooding are the ones that were built before the modern standards were in place. So I appreciate all that information. Go ahead. So, so um, some local engineers reached out to our engineering department and said, please look at the data. You know, our holding ponds are not the problem, the current ones. And so our uh, engineering environmental department did an exhaustive study and found that the flooding problems we are currently having uh, are based, are, are from old holding ponds before there was a standard or when it was just like the 10-year standard. The 100-year standard that we're currently using, we have not had any problems with the holding pond. So after that study was done, uh, Brad and the staff presented that to the board and said, we don't feel it's appropriate to change the rainfall data uh, that we're using. And so um, we would like to stay with the current rainfall data because we have such a high requirement for storage capacity. Now, one thing I want to be sure and point out is that, that I learned and, and a lot of our staff learned the NOAA Atlas 14 is based on rainfall data that has, has been collected, but there are only two rain gauges that it's been used for in, in the scheme in Santa Rosa County. One is at the Pensacola Regional Airport, one is in Jay, Florida. 
so that rainfall data, we felt like, as as you know, we can get, you know, 10 inches in one part of the county and none in another. So right. that rainfall data we did not feel like was was necessarily accurate for our county, but our but our information that we gathered and all the statistics and the the data that, that we have indicated that that's not the problem. Uh, we have had some problems with some of the way some of the ponds were constructed, but we modified that in the LDC to for a, a, a higher a requirement for like the the uh, overflow to be concrete rather than dirt and some things like that. But and NOAA Atlas uh, 15 is scheduled to come out soon and. Uh, that will be based on Doppler rainfall data, not just on these two rain gauges. So, you know, obviously we'll look at that when it comes out, but there was no evidence to to say that we needed to change what we're currently using. And, you know, that was what staff recommended. Um, there were no back back door type tactics. We, we had a, a presentation to the board, a, a slideshow uh, presentation for the board, and, um, um, you know, presented that to them. And so that's the decision they made. And and we stand by that, and the staff is comfortable with that. And, of course, you know, we're the ones that that have to answer if there is a problem. Right. So we're very comfortable with, with what was done. Just, just a, a very just a technical question I don't know the answer to. Uh, is 13 and no Atlas 13, is that what we're currently using? No, we're using an old rainfall curve, and it's, one that uh, DOT had published uh, years ago, okay. and it is old, and DOT is, DOT is going away for, from it from their purpose. Right, he said that yesterday, but, okay. Uh, but but the data we're using, um, and, and I'm afraid I can't adequately explain this, but the, the data we're using is actually falls within, as I understand it, the NOAA Atlas 14 data. Hmm. So it's just... You know, it's a okay. That, it's, it's really complicated. No, that that makes of, sense. Of, that that makes. I just want to uh, let me let me spit it back at you and see if I've got it right. Um, Chris is right that the fourteen is is newer. Um, the staff concern is that it was based on limited uh, data collection and therefore may not be as accurate overall as what's pending in the fifteen or anything else. Because the problem is not stormwater retention pond size but rather conveyance to the stormwater retention pond. Um, and because our standards are so much higher in Santa Rosa County at 100 years, even though it's at a, even though it's at an older data set, the 100 years offsets that and the pond size hasn't been the problem. Therefore, there wasn't a need to change to a moderately different but maybe not as thoroughly reliable data set as NOAA 14. Is that, do I kind of roughly have all that right? That's a very accurate recap. Okay, good. Phew. <laughs> I finally understand. <laughs> Thank you so much. Hey, uh, Devan, Devan, hang on for just a second. Let me get a quick traffic report in here from uh, Jake. Jake? All right, we're getting reports that NES Pensacola is backed up all the way to Sunset. Also, um, NES Whiting Field, the front gate traffic, is backed up to the turn lane on 87. They're saying it's about a 20-minute delay there. Uh, Quarry Station backed up to New Warrington. Um, other than that, uh, 98's looking okay so far. I-10 and I-110 is checking in clear, and Highway 90 through Milton and Pace is flowing smoothly. This traffic report is brought to you by Indeed.com. Making the hiring process work for you with Indeed's end-to-end hiring solution, you can attract, interview, and hire candidates all from one place. Start at Indeed.com credit. 
If you have any traffic info to report, you can always text us at 437-1620. This is News Radio 923, informative, local, dependable. Thanks so much, Jake. Back to Devan Cook, Santa Rosa County Administrator. Devan, thank you so much for helping me understand that. I think I do now and you know, kind of get the the issue. And I just it's something that comes up a lot, and I felt like it was important to take a little bit of time on it. Meanwhile, some good news. Uh, $4.2 million for the Whiting Aviation Park uh, construction, $2.5 million for Northwest Florida Water Management to uh, offset some of the cost of getting the effluent from being into the sound to going out to Eglin with that pipe that's going to go underneath the sound to get it there. Is that right? That's correct. Those were both uh, uh, very large awards that the counties received, and, and we're very appreciative for that, that funding on both of those projects. Your uh, your grant writers and finders, <laughs> they deserve every penny that they earn. I've actually said in the past, I think grant writers maybe ought to get a percentage, <laughs> you know, because they be you know they're very 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 good at what they do. And then also, um, you guys were talking yesterday about uh, a study on the feasibility for an aquatic center in the South End. Is that right? Is it in the South End? Well, that that's what the feasibility study will help us to determine. Got it. Um, we, uh, the board voted to um, uh, negotiate with Baskerville Donovan to do a study for an aquatic center or centers in Santa Rosa County. And uh, this will actually look at, you know, population size, demand, and, and many different aspects so we can determine if an aquatic center is, is needed or appropriate, and if so, where it will go, and if it should be one or two, one in the north, one in the south. Uh, it's going to be a very extensive study that will help us to determine, you know, how how we move forward or if we move forward with that type of a project. Very cool. Well, I know that's something that, you know, as long as I have lived here for nine years, certainly in the Gulf Breeze, Tiger Point area, people have been talking about this. And, you know, because it's funny, the dolphins have to go swim somewhere else, right? They can't swim at home. And um, so lots of conversations about that. That's kind of exciting if it comes to fruition and studying. It's obviously the first step. And then the last thing I wanted to get to is just this um, – uh, expansion again with uh, demand for more what land or buildings for one of the ice cream the Damien's ice cream at the new um, uh, industrial park is that right? Yes, Damien's uh, had initially uh, acquired five acres in the I-10 industrial park. Uh, since that uh, acquisition, uh, they have their business has has taken off and they are actually needing additional space for additional buildings and so they have um, asked for another three acres which the board approved that uh, that agreement yesterday so we're very excited that that that's already you know they're already expanding and they haven't even started their buildings yet so (laughs) that's another big project that we're we're very excited to see coming into one of our industrial parks. No, it's fantastic. Almost out of it. You sure you only want three more? <laughs> Maybe beyond that. Exactly. And and it was interesting because I, I don't know if they're connected, but the service station on Cervantes, uh, just west of Palafox, it's been, you know, blighted and non-anything for as long as I've lived here. I believe that um, Damien's Lemonade is going to go in there as the shop that's going to open up that the guy went to city council. And I don't know if it's the same person or if they're connected or maybe you know, completely separate entities, but I think... 
while they're building the distribution center, the sort of the outlet might be actually coming to, to uh, Pensacola. So just kind of a weird confluence of development there. It's uh, it's good stuff. Well, I was surprised yesterday to see the um, the chairmanship selection go so smoothly, but we do have a new chairman, Sam Parker, and James Calkins is the vice chairman. And uh, now we're into a new era of uh, the Santa Rosa County Commission. Devan Cook, he is the administrator for the county. Devan, you've been doing a great job. Everybody knows it, and I appreciate it. Uh, thank you so much for joining us and helping us understand what our local government's doing, man. I appreciate it. Thank you, Andrew. Absolutely. 653 on News Radio 923. I'm Andrew McKay. Hi, I'm Billy Anderson with Anderson Subaru in Pensacola. From our spectacular beaches to the miles of rivers and unspoiled forests, the Gulf Coast offers some of the best family adventure around. And the Subaru Crosstrek and Subaru Forester are the perfect family vehicles to explore every dune and unpaved trail in Northwest Florida. Both come standard with sure-footed symmetrical all-wheel drive to take you deep into the wild places you love. The Crosstrek is powered by a 182-horsepower Subaru Boxer engine that adds plenty of go to any adventure. And the Forester boasts 9.2 inches of ground clearance to get you through every wilderness challenge. There's more than enough room for your gear and plenty of options to make the Crosstrek or Forester fit your lifestyle. In a Subaru, the destination is the journey. So grab the kids and the dog and follow your own path to adventure. Love is out there at Anderson Subaru, Highway 29, just north of Car City, Pensacola, online at andersonsubaru.com. Anderson's got a Subaru for you. The following message is sponsored by the Florida Department of Elder Affairs, the Florida Association of Broadcasters, and this radio station. Sarah is 64 and loves to garden. Recently, her health insurance ran out, leaving her worried about more than just weeds. She called the Elder Helpline and spoke with a volunteer shine counselor about her options. There, she received free, unbiased counseling on health insurance for those on Medicare. For more information or to volunteer, call 1-800-963-5337 or go to floridashine.org. Need urgent care or a walk-in clinic? Go to ProHealth. Post-accident physical to access your PIP? Go to ProHealth. Drug test? ProHealth has seven locations. Occupational testing? Go to ProHealthFL.com. Affordable lab work or primary care? ProHealth has seven locations. An affordable medical weight loss program? ProHealth is your answer. Need a camp or a sports physical? Only $40 at ProHealth. ProHealth never requires a doctor's order or an appointment. Just walk right in. ProHealthFL.com. Serving Pensacola for 35 years. As a part of the 10th anniversary of Foo Foo Fest, the Pensacola Civic Band is proud to present On Broadway, an unforgettable concert experience featuring Broadway star Megan Hilty. Known for her extraordinary performances and acclaimed Broadway productions like Wicked and Smash on November 11th at the Sanger Theater. Plus, there will be a free Q&A with Megan Hilty on November 10th at 3 p.m. at the Gene and Paul Amos Performance Studio at WSRE. Get your tickets now at the Sanger Box Office or online at PensacolaCivicBand.org. For a gallon of gas, 340. Florida average is 320. Georgia is 289. California is 513. And Navarre this morning, uh, let's see, 380, 387. Oh, 
<laughs> Somebody yesterday had asked me to look at diesel prices. I'm like, that's not right. Uh, sorry about that. All right, here we go. 283. Sorry to give you a heart attack. 283 east of the Walmart, 284 west of the other Walmart. Um, oh, and now all of my screens <laughs> switched over to that. Sorry. Uh, 282 in Tiger Point at the uh, foot of the Garcon Point Ridge, 309 in Gulf Breeze proper. Uh, Gas Buddy's great until it's hard to use. Um, in uh, Milton, let's see, 291 at the raceway, same at the P Ridge Murphy, 293 going at the station through pace. Uh, in Pensacola, you got, let's see, uh, 283 at the Walmart on 9 Mile, 284 at the Murphy in front of the Walmart on US 29, coming in from the southwest side. Uh, price I can't get too fast enough. It's high. Uh, <laughs> it's a 284, sorry. All right, Jake's got traffic on the fives. Jake? Well, we keep getting texts in about NAS Pensacola. It looks like I've got one saying it's backed up to Barrancas and then another backed up to Gulf Beach Highway. Uh, excuse me. Um, Bad either way. Yeah, exactly. Um, otherwise, let's see here. Um, Quarry Station backed up on to New Warrington. Um, and uh, NES, I got that. NES uh, Whiting Field front gate traffic backed up all the way to 87. That's about a 20-minute delay right there. This traffic is brought to you by New, New South Window Solutions. If you have traffic info to report, keep texting me in, uh, 437-1620, News Radio 92.3, informative, local, dependable. Thanks so much. Uh, into the newsroom now, David Wayne's got our headlines for us. David? A Jewish man has died in California after being injured during an altercation at a pro-Palestinian protest on Sunday. Day. Officials say they responded to a call of a fight in progress. Apparently, the elder man, elderly man was hit in the head by a, a megaphone that was held by a pro-Palestinian protester. Senate Republicans have a list of immigration reforms they'd like to see attached to any foreign aid for Ukraine. Senators uh, Lindsey Graham, Tom Cotton, and James Langford want money for the construction of the border wall, raises for Border Patrol agents, and changes to the nation's asylum laws. And how about some good news to wrap it up? Northview High School's FFA alumni chapter getting some big recognition, Andrew, at the National FFA Convention in Indiana. They were named the National Outstanding FFA Alumni and Supporters Chapter Nationwide. Oh, very cool. Appreciate that honor. David, thanks so much for the update. 6.59, time for future news when Jake and I tell you what's going to happen before it happens. All right, so uh, will we get an aquatic center in Santa Rosa County? I hope so. Yeah, I, I really think do. That'd, that'd be, be great. Fantastic. Uh, will the Supreme Court allow red flag laws, especially in this crazy case for this guy? I mean, of anybody who should be prohibited from owning a gun, this is that guy. I hope so. I hope so. I hope so, too. Weirdly, I don't think so. I weirdly think they're <laughs> right. going to strike them down based on everything else that's happened. Um, will uh, Will there be less squabbling about rainfall data in Santa Rosa County? Uh, no. No. No, why, 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 why? <laughs> Will Trump be found in contempt of court? Listen on no. air at 92.3, 95.3, and AM 1620. News Radio 92.3, WNRP, Golf Breeze, Milton, Pensacola.